0: Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary edition, of course, stories told from the south. I am your host, Stephen Lebooth, and we've got some great stuff for you today, my kitty cats. Some scary stuff. We're still going to uh, cover some highways and haunted roads, but that's it for the roads and stuff after today. I'm probably just going to go back to just looking up haunted stuff, haunted anything. You know, see what kind of creatures are out in the woods, all sorts of stuff like that. So I'm going to go back to doing that. <laughs> stories like that from around the world. But like I said, this is Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LaBeouf. And this is episode 90, Mother Loving 3. I'm excited, guys. Getting closer to a hundred. That's gonna be that's a big deal getting a hundredth episode. That's like two years of doing this. But the two year anniversary show is gonna be the hundred and fourth show. That's gonna be the anniversary show for the two year mark. Because there's fifty-two Fridays or fifty-two weeks in a year. And I do fifty shows a week. Fifty-two shows a week. So I'm gonna be doing that. So gonna be doing a lot of uh going back to this and that and all sorts of crazy stuff so it should be great it should be fun i might try to start working i should start working on it about episode uh 98 99 you think yeah 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 but i hope you guys are having a great spooky week and i hope your week is going great i hope everything's fine at work and I uh, hope you've been doing some good exploring. It's been some good weather to go exploring uh, some abandoned places or go exploring some haunted woods or just go exploring, period. You know, and i tell them what you might find out, what kind of history. That's what I really like when I go about doing the research for these places is the history of it. You know, why is it haunted? You know, all that kind of good stuff. So, it to be great. Well. I guess we'll do our first story, if you girls and guys are ready. So, kick back, get a nice warm blanket, get some hot coffee or something, or hot chocolate, or whatever you want to drink. Just sit back, relax, and hit play, and just get away from reality for a little bit and listen to some spooky stories I dug up. (laughs) Hmm, hmm, (laughs) hmm. Okay. Our first story is Shades of Death Road. Shades of Death Road in Warren County, New Jersey. is said to be one of the hottest places in Jersey. It is located near Jenny Jump State Forest and Ghost Lake. In the 1990s, two people wrote to Weird New Jersey Magazine... Claiming they had strange, mysterious Polaroids scratched along the road. Scratched along the road. Polaroids, huh. Oh, I guess that means I take a picture and there's a streak. (coughs) (coughs) Mm, Okay. Okay, the New Jersey Road winds through seven miles of countryside and... and along that stretch, it gives us no defective clues as to the uh, origin of its error name. Of its of its eerie name, that's what I was trying to say. And I hate it when I do this. Okay, for its eerie name, while the explanation for its highly unusual the highly unusual name has been lost. Many theories about, some say that murderous hangmen would rob and kill those along the road. Highwaymen back in the day were your robbers. They were the ones who hung out on the old trails because they didn't have like main roads like they do now. They had like a basically a horse trail that had uh, two lines in the road where the wagons was on it constantly and the two horses or however many horses pulling it. So they would rob them and uh, apparently kill them here. Where was I at? Uh, rob them and kill them. Others say the reason why, because of the uh violent... Uh, of the violent... Oh, okay. Uh, let's see what it's saying. Okay, others say the reason was because of a violent accident by the locals against the very same hangman, resulting in their lynched corpuses being hung up, hung up as a warning. So basically what the town would do when they'd find these uh, highwaymen, they'd hang them along the side of its main road in and out of the city so they could uh, send us, you know, a message that we don't put up with that kind of shit. Boy! Uh, It's pretty gruesome, though. Some attribute it to the three murders that occurred in the uh, 20s and the 30s. The first murder saw was a robber beating his victim over the head with a tire iron. The second saw a woman... Whoa! Deke can tap it. Uh, cut her husband's head off, and bury the head and the body on separate sides of the road. Oh my God! In the uh, third, uh, con- uh, the third story is of a poor Bill Commons being uh, shot and buried in the uh, mud pile. Oh man! Some people attribute the massive amounts of fatal car crashes, while others consider it the fault of uh, various wildcats from the nearby uh, bear swamp. Well, why would you call it shades of death, though? <sighs> the most likely explanation, however, is that of malaria-bearing, mos- malaria-bearing mosquitoes who te- the terrorize the locals year after year. In the uh, remoteness of the area, provided good medical attention from being uh, uh, performed. This is uh, supported by the fact that in the uh, eight that in 1884, most of these swamps in the area were drained. What are y'all doing? Sorry if you hear rustling around. It's my dogs again. Okay, and this says we have found several theories of the roads. Uh, mis- uh, of the roads weird name some focus on the roads southern half where the adjoining forest with its uh aged trees provides much actual shade from the sun on a even on even the brightest days hangman or the other bandits would okay would lay in the uh lay in wait for their victims to pass through they'd lay in the shadows basically uh then they would cut their uh victims throats after taking uh what they had or they would engage in fights to the death among themselves over women that's kind of dumb a fight to the death over a woman sorry well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a different bo- podcast. That's a romantic love podcast, and I don't do them. Or it is said that the local uh, populace would take revenge against these highwaymen by lynch- lynching them, leaving their bodies dangling from the tree branches, telling other criminals to n- not do it. In the uh, 1920s and 30s, there were three brutal murders. Okay, we just talked about that. Okay, the twist. Okay, we'll go right here. The twist and turns of the road have led to suggestion suggest that it led to (coughs) a weird number of of fatal car accidents. Basically, this road's pretty windy and it's led to a bunch of car accidents. Supposedly, the reflection of guard rails along the road indicate where that has happened, because they leave. Because when you hit one of them rails, it leaves the uh, marks from your car on there. However, the uh, road had earned its uh, name while before automobiles used to become common in the area, so it already had the name way before way before they came. And then it says, uh, bear swamp nearby, known as either cat hollow or cat swamp. Because of the, uh, packs of various wildcats, they live through, they live there, how frequently and lethally attack the travelers Travelers along the road. So basically, this road, you had to worry about the fucking wildcats. And then on these roads, you had to worry about, uh, People robbing you—that's uh, no wonder this road has so much tragedy. And then the final explanation points to a prequest uh, lowlands nearby bear swamp used today for uh, sod farming. In the eighteen fifties, uh, oh yeah, malaria-carrying insects discover or insects were discovered nesting in a cliff face along the road they flourished the in nearby uh, wetlands of uh, bear swamp causing annual outbreaks of diseases that's high mortality that's um, high death rates due to the due to the uh, malaria of the uh, area from the effect of the medical treatment cut a uh, swath through so many families that a street once called Merley shade Merley shades of shades Road due to its three <clears throat> due to its tree cover took on the uh, name shades of death out of the uh, out of a uh, black humor no oh, so as a racist joke I take it uh, the people were was so the people was so widespread that in the 1840s, uh, 84, a state-sponsored project uh, drained these swamps, ending the uh, threat. Well, the swamps, you know, them bugs get in the swamps, and some of that still water, you know, sits there. So, yeah, it's crazy. Now, this is talking about the terror on the road. A murder that's uh, supposedly occurred where was where was the murder was the murder of a 15 year old girl apparently she was dating a boy who had a lot of uh, mental problems one night he invited the girl and her friend to go hiking off in the woods when they were deep in the forest he attacked the girl her friend managed to get away and tried to bring uh tried to bring help by the time she got back the uh, police Back with police. It was too late. The boy had already assaulted the girl and stabbed her to death. He is still uh, serving a life sentence. Wow. Gruesome history and spooky uh, name aside. You have much to fear along this uh, roadway. South of the uh, 180 overpass lies an official unnamed lake that, must, that most will tell you is called ghost lake the lake is frequently the home of the inspector the specter lake va- vampers in the uh skies the sky is supposed to be unnaturally uh, bright no matter what time of the night you are there as per name ghost of the highway men's victims roam the area well, that kind of makes sense because it's right there where a lot of them got killed. And they are most frequent in abandoned cabins in, uh, cabins across the lake. The dead-end road known as Limpy Lane is home to the thick fogs and apparitions. And you may be chased off the road by white light. That's pretty crazy all right now we're going to talk about these polaroids now this was a creepy story too excuse me okay uh this is called shades of death road polaroids now polaroids these are the cameras where you take the take the picture and it comes out right then weird new jersey published correspondence from two anonymous readers who said that they found hundreds of uh, Polaroid photographs, some of them showing the brutal image of a woman, possibly in distress, scattered in the woods just off the road during the uh, 1990s. The uh, magazine claims the local police began an investigation, but the photos disappeared shortly afterwards. See, that tells me right there that that might have a little bit of a corruption there. Not so much uh, paranormal. A number of strange Polaroids have appeared along, along, uh, online since claiming to be those found on or near Shades of Death Road. There are rumors that a serial killer in the area took photos of women just before he murdered them. Wow. Wow. And here's some of the paranormal activity. A a well-told legend is about a ghost who is a nine-year-old girl wake, walking up and down the side of the road at night. Rumor has it if you should stop your car and she sees you, she will come to your car and ask one question, which is, "Where's is, where are my parents? If you do not answer her, she will drop... If you do not answer her, or if you drive away, they say she that say ugh, they say you will die in forty days. You must give her answer. You must give her an answer. Then, if you do not uh, know, just point off in some direction, and she will be on her way. No one knows what happened to her, but she is suspected that she was kidnapped from her parents and killed. Excuse me, right there on the Shades of Death Road. Well, you never know. That road is so old and there's so many creeps like that through history that's done shit like that. It's crazy. Uh, Creepy people out there. But that Polaroid one was the craziest. Yeah, found these Polaroids and uh, didn't know what to do with them. And then what's crazy is, is how they had disappeared. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm going to take a quick break, and I will be right back. But here's a little old commercial. Well, how's everybody doing today? It's your good old friend Uncle Dickie from Borderline, Texas Trash. The most popular podcast in the world today it's climbing up the charts faster than freaking slime on a spine baby well if you're wondering what the hell is borderline texas trash about and who is it some bitch uncle boo well uncle boo is the most recognizable voice in podcasting today babies. we're gonna get funky like a monkey on some ton of greens i'm coming in on white light lightning baby on a silver saddle to bring you the best of borderline texas trash baby I'm your host of the show, Uncle Boo. We go over everything. We do a little bit of politics at the end, but not much. I don't step into that bullshit a whole lot. But we have fun. I go over stupid world news of the day, talk about uh, stuff from the past, what the cost of living or stuff was like that, and we just talk about all sorts of fucking fun facts, do a little joking around, and my niece joins the show sometimes. We do a little segment called ash handy's garage on friday nights baby that's our live show we do sometimes and then i got the uncle that i talked to down in uh boothville louisiana and he calls sometimes we have a little show called uncle dicky's kona so you guys come check out texas borderline borderline texas trash baby i know you will love it we are on every platform you can think of spotify stitcher Pandora, iHeart, uh, I mean, we're on everything. We're even on Podbean, man. We even got our own YouTube channel. We even got an Instagram account, and we got our Facebook account. So go check us out, man, and come listen to the show. You'll get to listen to Ash Handy, Uncle Boo, Uncle Dickie, and all the most recognizable voices in this motherfucking podcast in the world today, babies. Because we, we will get funky like a monkey, I guarantee it. Let's just say, baby, I've whined and dined with kings and queens, slept in dumpsters, ate pork and beans, baby. But I am your host of the show, Uncle Boo, Borderline Texas Trash. Don't forget about it. If you want to listen to a show to just get your mind off this crazy world and all the COVID and politics bullshit, <coughs> come check my show out. Come check me and my crazy family out. Some of the shit we do, we do live uh, shows from the barbecue. So, I'll see you later. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed that little commercial. Let's get back to our next story. Our next story is the uh, ghostly figures on A75. Strange phenomenal figures have also been reported on A75. In 1957, a truck driver thought he had collided with a couple walking arm-in-arm along the road but they had vanished when he stopped to check. A few people have reported seeing the couple sometimes dressed in Victorian clothing and the man missing his eyes. Ew. During the 1970s, two women reported seeing a strange figure out on the road. There were numerous experiences reported during the 1990s. When I just happened to travel the road often in the dark. Often in, the dark. in 1995, Carsten and Monica Miller were driving home along the uh, A75 when a strange figure appeared in the road before them. It was a man in a uh, Hussain sack holding a rag out towards the couple's car as they came towards him. They thought they had struck the man. He could not find anything. Nonetheless, they reported the incident to the uh, ANA police. So as soon as it's happened, they didn't see anything and there was no damage to their car or nothing. When they hit the first town, they went to the, uh, that police station and told them what happened. Donna Maxwell was driving on the road near Swardwelling in 1997 with her two children in the car when she... Thought she had ran someone over. A man in his mid thirties wearing red top and dark trousers stepped out in front of the car as she drove past. Fearing impact, Donna instantly shut her eyes and hit the brakes, but it hit nothing. Police made a search of the area and reported and a reporter and a report appeared in the local press about about a week later. Other spirits say to haunt the A7, including a uh, screaming old woman, an elderly lady in Victorian clothing, and and, an eyeless screaming old man. Wow. Well, I'm not done yet. The A7, which stretches 93 miles through Dumfries and Galloway from Greta to Strangerville, Anna, and Castle Douglas is is one I'm very familiar, familiar with having traveled on it, often as a teenager when I lived in the area. What I didn't know and is probably a blessing in disguise that it was... Go, uh, regarded as the most haunted road in the country, <coughs> where am I at? It is uh, horrendous. It has a horrendous record for car accidents, and uh, her, uh, and uh, ghosts to the uh, extend and ghosts in the area that extend many locals wouldn't travel on at night. It's called the Road to Hell. This report dates back to 1957, but the most eventful comes from 1962, when two brothers were returning home to Anthe after a week spent uh, touring Scotland in their father's car. Having topped it up the uh, portal tank Excuse me, at midnight in Dumfries, the uh, Fruikishan brothers had only 15 miles to go before they were home. But it is uh, debulous either of them got any sleep that night. The last half hour before they reached Anna was fright and a terror, fright was a fright and terrifying. On the road before them was a plethora of strange creatures and figures, which Derrick, the eldest, tried to avoid hitting with Norman. His fourteen-year-old brother set up plastered in the uh, in terror to the uh, passenger seat. Strange, strange screams, crackles, uh, and uh, stuff was in the air. You could hear a bunch of screaming and crackling. Uh, whilst a stranger in buffed the uh, car and shook it so badly, both both brothers were ill. Derek attempted to control the car against a strange force trying to take over the steering wheel when he saw with a relief of a frustration van on the road ahead, but it was a short-lived relief as it was a ghost van, which it appeared the boys were about to crash into. Luckily, they escaped. Well, that's a crazy place, guys. A7. What's it called? A75. Yeah. Go check that one out. It sounds pretty creepy. Uh, okay, let's see what we have next. <laughs> Sorry about that. Didn't mean to let you hear me slurping over there. Okay, our next road is the uh, Prospector Road. The Prospector Road is a windy, half-paved, often one-lane path of road, which runs the seven-mile stretch adjacent to the more-traveled county built and maintained Marshall Road. Constructed in 1957 to, accumula, to accumulate for an ever increasing traffic. Marshall Road follows a narrow cliff from Latus to Georgetown. <coughs> Proc- prospectors often called its old road having been utilized since it was built by the Chinese labor in the early 1800s, guts the uh, winding mountainside connecting with Marshall at both Lattice and Garden Valley. The barely traveled road and surrounding uh, Terran has a history as colorful as any of the uh, Gold Rush era. Because of the treacherous nature of the countryside, many a wagon and later automobiles overturned, spilling their passengers down the hillside to their death. That would suck. Having a wreck and falling down a hillside—nothing you can do. A stagecoach stopped. A stagecoach stopped through, moved to another side, is still visible on private occurring along Prospector Road. It was built as a, half, as a halfway mark between Lotus and Garden Valley for the comfort of weary travelers. You know, tra- you know, people who retired. Because back then, there wasn't <coughs> cars and automobiles. They didn't have air conditioning. There wasn't even electricity. So, he was on horseback. And if you rode a horse all day from... Riding, you was uh ready for uh, to get off the damn thing. Later, a line of shack and check stations were built along Prospect Road at the O'Brien and Maxwell C- uh, Cromit Mines. Both both pros- prospering businesses, a chroma a comority was needed community during the world war one for the ammunition so basically they made ammunition there the area produced one of the largest graphite finds and the rock was often hauled by wagon down the winding path to coloma and then on the uh place where it was shipped and by, it was shipped out by rail <coughs> so they had a they was getting its uh grub. Granted out for uh, making ammunition or something. So when they'd get it they'd, in the cars, then the cars would get it down, or the conveyor belt or whatever would get it down to the train station, load it up in these trains, and woo-woo, they'd go on about their way. By the 1800s, several lone miners made substantial gold discoveries in these hills, which account for its name. As wealth, the age-old story of prospecting and claim jumping, many a miner who bragged a bit too openly about his find was strangely among the hills of uh, was uh, was strange, strangely lost among the hills of prospector. their bodies never recovered it is it is uh, suspected that many a spirit roamed the prospect hills. At least one still seeking the gold he never discovered while having his life cut short while trying. Or perhaps it's a, a spectator who frightened uh, a young couple with a poltergeist-like pranks soon after they settled in their new home, new home on Prospect Road. The story is the story of Frank and Ruth Cooper. Late one night, Ruth awakened from a frightful slumber, feeling cold and strangely strangely, uh, oppressed. She knew she had made a good fire in the uh, well-burning stove before returning, and the two-story cabin should still be warm. Still, she left something, she felt something was wrong. Was there an intruder in the house she awakened her husband and together they went down the stairs frank had locked and bolted the front door earlier in the evening now it was ajar the bolt pin remained in the uh, outwards position yet the wall slot where it should still be secured had not been turned they could find no evidence of forced entry except for the mystery of the unexplained open door Everything appeared to be where it should. This is expected for the the dog. Hearing a frightened yelp, they turned to find their pet huddled and trembling in the corner of the room. Ruth bugged her husband as they looked outside into the darkness. They could see nothing unusual. Thus was uh the Thus was the family's family introduced to the ghost of Prospect Road. The apparition, apparition is des, described by residents as a attired and a tired in work, work clothing. To those who are able to see him, he appears semi transparent. Tall, grangy sporting a beard to those who cannot see him. He is a pesky, annoying trickster. Most folks believe his uh, purpose is to keep people away from the claim. He never recovered. That could be. He's like, if I can't have it, you can't you sons of bitches. The Cooper cabin is in distant underbrush in dense underbrush barely visible from the road in an ideal place allow, allow a dog to run at will this is uh, deciding this is this was a deciding factor in the couple's decision to rent the cabin the boxer how, however does not take advantage of his privileges he refuses to go far from the owner's side passing up each opportunity to corner a rabbit or chase a deer, Frank and uh, Ruth have observed the uh, tall grass, the tall field grass spreading, spreading as if someone is walking through it. When there is no one there, occasionally they will hear the sound of footsteps. At such times, Buster will growl softly, with a tail frightening because his hair on his back is br- is too bristle. Not for the landlord, of course, but from the neighbors. The Coopers learned that the former occupants of the cabin and had hardly left the premises. Once in the middle of the night, leaving their possessions behind, we moved here because we were... We c- we moved here because we like the country, Roosh said. We often find dishes and other small objects moved around and sometimes something will be broken. Anyway, we have decided to stay here, at least until something really, I mean, really disturbing, disturbingly happens. Frank added, gasping, gasping over his shoulder. Sorry about that. Strange things have happened since we moved here. Ruth continued, and the matter of the front door lock was only the first. One evening, we heard the children shooting and banging on the door to the bedroom. Frank and I investigated. We found that their door had been locked from the outside. This was impossible as the only other people were Frank and myself. When this happened several times, Frank, Frank took the lock off. I figured this would be the end of the problem. Ruth lit a cigarette with a somewhat smoke, uh, shaky hand, and it wasn't though. It wasn't though. She continued. There was also an old-fashioned lock on the door. You know, the kind where you have to insert a key. Well, our landlord said he did not know of the existence of the keys, so he did not concern ourselves with with two two, so do not concern yourself with it. So one day the kids were locked inside the room, but this time an invisible key was turned by an invisible something. Maybe the ghost really likes the kids after all. Anyway, Frank removed the door and the children will the children will just have to make do with the uh, doorless bedroom. The gun incident was the craziest, said Frank, gasping uh, in the air. One evening when the children had all gone to their friend's house to spend the night, I did not bother to unload my twenty two rifle. There was no Uh, There was no one here who could get hurt with it, so I just propped it up against the front door for the night. He shrugged his shoulders the way way one totally baffled would, would, would do. When you got up the next morning and went downstairs, I found all the bullets next to the gun lying on the floor he uh, paused frustrated now how is this possible his neighbors neighbors feel the same way although times can be trying i just want to know what causes all this commotion and here say george a man a man in his Ill, early forties or something misses unnaturally but we have lived with it so long it's becoming to seem normal to us I guess it doesn't uh, frighten me anymore, but just when you think it's gone for good, something unheard or unexplained happens again. Little things like uh, objects moving around, strange noises could be tolerated, but the last summer, things came to a frightening scenario. My son Billy and his father had decided to walk just after dark. He began his son interrupted why why do things always uh, have to happen to me? I never believed in ghosts, and I did not want and I did not want to know the seventeen year old straight a stu- a straight a student said but i have i have to I saw him clearly, so did my friends." Wow, this one's long. Billy's ghostly encounter happened one night on a summer's eve while his parents were entertaining several friends. Billy was occupied with companions of his own age, two who came along with their parents and another who was his school chum. Soon the teenagers became bored with... uh, parental chatter, and unexcused themselves themselves to uh, take a walk down Prospect Road. As all the kids do, they needed a uh, chance to vent their extra energy. They walk consistent of laughing and joking, pushing each other into the bushes, and treating each other like casual uh, friends, happy to be free and uh, mischievous. Behavior and expected of them while in the uh, company of their parents. Billy took to the lead, taking pride in parading his friends around an old shed then, and then following them to explore the loft and the cattle barn. Afterward, my, Christ, my crisscross pattern, he led them back up the hill towards the road to display his new baby lamb in the pen just uh, beyond the house. But they turned the corner and Billy saw something shining in the moonlight. He ind- intensely put his arms out to stop his friends. Billy and his friends took a step backwards as a firmly outlined, not of this world, memorized and faced them on the path. With the moonlight and the dim light escaping, from the back porch they could only see the figure of a tall man draped in tarp and a tarp like material which appeared to be a uh, tattered rain garment whether the apparition heard the uh, startled teenagers <coughs> or it was to do so for some twisted uh stuff of fate they enraged swaying specters turned and glared fixedly at the boys <clears throat> you cannot understand real fright until your eyes meet those of ghost billy explained the preparations on his forehead and we did not uh no we did not know whether to run or stand still so we so that it wouldn't uh come after us my biggest fear was that it would touch it would touch me the boys stood still, living like to, living living like tombstones. Excuse me. As apparition pointed a finger at them. Uh, Occasionally l- later, upon uh, a separated encounter, each boy was to confirm the same uh, description of the uh, o- uh, in the order of events. So they boys told the same story when they was all separated. Is what they're saying. From Billy's own words, it appeared its feet were not standing on the ground, but maybe a foot above. He swore slightly from side to side. He could really see through him, but there seemed to be a treacherous transpiration around his frame. Wow. Well, that's a pretty creepy place. Yeah. Yeah. And then we will close it out with the uh well we'll close it out with talking about the uh the phantom uh the phantom hitchhiker from there and approximately the uh oh never mind, I thought it was a new story, but it wasn't well, I hope you all enjoyed the story about the About that now, go check out Prostor Road for me and y'all tell me what y'all see. I would really like to hear about it. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, play this little commercial, and I will be right back. You ever look up at the sky at night and look at the stars and wonder, are we the only ones really out here? Have you ever wondered how much our government hides from us? Have you ever wondered why so many mysteries go unsolved? What really happens? What's the clues? What's the evidence? Ever wonder if Bigfoot or Mothman is real? Then, if so, come listen to this podcast called What's Really, really, out, really there? out There? And I am your host, Stephanie Booth. And, and I am your co host, Stephen Booth, Hafaja. And if you're into UFOs, unsolved, urban le- murders, unsolved mysteries. murders, mysteries, uh, unexplained stuff that happened, urban legends, we're into all of that. Conspiracy stuff, too. We go dive into that. So if you're looking for a new podcast that tells that kind of stuff, then you uh, need to listen to What's, what's really, really Out, out there? there. And we are on Spotify And iHeart and Pandora, I think. But we are pretty much on every platform. Mm -hmm. We have a YouTube channel too, or channel. So go check that out. It's called What's Really Out There. So come check us out. Once again, I'm your co host, Stephen Booth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Booth. And this is What's
1: What's Really Really Out
0: There? There. We'll see you at the next episode, guys. Well I hope y'all enjoyed that little commercial But let's get ready for our next road This road is called Route 2A For there are numerous haunted places in Maine One of the most haunted is said to be the rural section Of a road in northern Maine Off of U.S. Route 2 Called Route 2A this padic- padic- pad- uh, particular stretch of road, stretch oh, of road runs through what is known as the Hansville Woods, which is located in the town of, Han- of Hainesville, in the uh, most likely windy. No, oh, sorry, wrong part. Hansville in the southern portion of. Uh, ourall stock county before the construction of interstate 95 us 2 was one of the most widely utilized uh roads by trucking dry, by truck drivers hauling potatoes out of the state of maine this isolated stretch of road can be treacherous in the uh, wintry months of new england and has a particular sharp curve in uh, of a nearly of nearly 90 degrees <clears throat> not only has not only has this road become infamous of being one of the most haunted places in Maine it it has also gained notoriety through song written from a former truck driver who became a country singer <coughs> and songwriter named Dick Curls. The song is titled Tombstone, a Tombstone every mile. And is in reference to the many fatal accidents that that occurred on the road. Given the fact that there have been so many sudden and tragic deaths occurring Along the stretch of road, the numerous stories told by individuals who believe that they have seen apparitions or witnessed some other type of paranormal activity within its area. It area is not at all surprising in many explanations why this why this road often referred to as one of the most haunted places in Maine. Oh, sorry, got an itch. Anyways, one of the most frequent told paranormal experiences by the locals is that of a young lady that has been either either suddenly appearing out of nowhere in front of your vehicle or walking along the side of the road, seeming to stumble or exhibit some difficulty walking, may have reported offering this young lady a ride which has accepted stating that her and her newlywed husband had been in a car accident and were in need of uh, assistance upon entering the vehicle some of those who have picked her up said they experienced the situation of coldness or a chill surrounding this woman Upon nearing the inn that the locals referred to the two as the Hain, the Hinesville Woods, the lady seemingly, seemingly has vanished into thin air, according to the legend, this apparition is thought to be the young lady who is recently, was recently married and traveling with her husband down excuse me, this road. When the vehicle struck a utility pole, while the man died instantly, the woman managed to free herself from the vehicle where she lay in the snow, only to perish some time later from exposure to the freezing cold. Oh, that's sad. The other most commonly uh, story mentioned experience uh, involves the, one, of the, one of a female child. As, as as, is very similar to the reports of the nearby wed lady, she is seen walking along the roadside as, and is offered a ride by some, only to seemingly disappear after a short time. Some of the locals say it's the ghost of a young girl who was fatally killed by a tractor-trailer while walking along the Route 2A. While this exact story has been confirmed, town records do reveal that two families were 10 years of age, both died in Hinesville on the same day, which was the... uh, 22nd of august in the year of 1967 whether or not this accident could be related to the uh, sightings of the young young apparition on 2a it's not clear why she's there one thing is that the one thing is for certain that this is a rural stretch of road located in northern maine has gained the uh, reputation as being one of the most haunted places in Maine due to the numerous reports of uh, seemingly paranormal activity made by many individuals, including some of the truck drivers who still travel along the isolated stretch of road. Wow. I like hearing them old stories like that. You know, the old truckers know probably a lot of haunted places. Oh, I'm not done yet. Almost. All right. Let's see what else I got in the store. All right. Now, all of these I got coming up, (coughs) they're going to be like short ones. So let's get on with it. Okay. This one is about the uh, Haunted Bridge. And it's the Peck. the Peckfarton's Hill Lane. Built sometime in the 1850s, the so-called haunted bridge on Peckfarton's Hill Lane is little more than a small footbridge that allows travelers to reach Peckfarton Castle like many castles in England. Peckfarton Castle is ritually haunted. Is a reportedly haunted the castle is uh really strange for in 1859 stoneman john watson was uh, commissioned to create a 3.7 meter tall 12 foot stone elephant that was intended to act as a beehive okay today the outlandish structure is a tourist attraction The wilderness of the uh, castle itself pales a comparison to the Haunted Bridge. One more common story about the uh, bridge's claims that if you walk under it and keep your eyes focused straight ahead, the ghost of one of the castle's former servant women will appear. Other stories claim that instead of seeing the ghostly servant visitor, you will hear her walking on the bridge above them. And even more disturbing, believe, is, believe is that anyone who sees the woman's ghost will be dead within a year. A year, and you'll be dead. <coughs> okay, this is uh Lindsay Holloway, uh, Lindsay Holloway Holloway Road. Many, this is in Waco, Texas. Many Waco residents fear this infamous road. Locals claim that two thieving brothers were hanged on this road during the 1880s. While some have reported hearing screams and the sounds of choking while driving on the Lindsley Holloway at night, worse experiences have occurred. A couple of college students reported passing through Waco traveling on this road And they reported they saw hundreds of bodies swinging from ropes in the uh, trees overhead. When they decided to turn around and report the horror to the police, all the bodies had suddenly vanished. Poof. So, watch out when you go down Lindsay Lane. Okay, this one is... Trans Mountain Road, according to the local oh, this is in El Paso. According to local legend, a monk and his donkey, his donkey, a donkey, his donkey perished around Trans Mountain, uh Trans Mountain Road centuries ago. But both spirits are said to uh, haunt the road to this day. While many have witnessed the donkey's ghost. Said that they feel uh, uneasy or scared by the uh, apparition. They have said that the monk is another story. El Paso residents believe the monk signed before, sin, before dying, and torments the living from the uh, in- inferno. Many have said that the monk will appear in their room at night, calling upon the devil, calling upon the devil to appear. What the hell? I would not want to live around that uh, stretch of road. Yeah. All right. Now this one is uh, Wichita Street, and I believe this place is in uh, Houston. I believe former landowner Charles Foundo is said to haunt portions of uh, Wichita Street. (coughs) where his house still stands today. Houston locals have whispered about seeing the dead VA nurse crawling up the uh, sides of homes on the streets. What? That's crazy. However, a few nearby residents have recently came forward claiming the spirit that haunts Wichita is actually a demon. Each claimed that after seeing the entity Every clock in their house stops working at approximately three a.m. every single night. Wow. Each has bought new clocks, but still, uh, it still happens. That's some fucking crazy shit. What is it with three? I know twelve. That's when the what do they call it—the Devil's hour or something. But there's some, what about three? What is it about three? Y'all tell me about that. Let me know. Okay. What do I got next? I'm trying to keep these kind of spaced out. Okay, my next story is about the old greenhouse road. <laughs> this is in Katy. Many Casey Katie residents report paranormal incidents occurring in old green on old greenhouse road. Like local psychics believe that the spirit of a woman who died in a car accident haunts the area. A few local teenagers claimed that they were drinking and drinking in a car on the road when a misty figure appeared on their car's headlights. Second later the entire the entire car became began to violently shake while the entire to entity remained visible. The shaking stopped only after the misty apparition had dissolved into the night air. Now that would be some creepy shit, drinking with your friends and be like, hey, look what I got. Can my friend come to the party? He's a nice ghost. He just wants a beer. <laughs> All right, this road is the, uh, Modeler Road and uh, Electra a residence, residence of Electra Texans are convinced that Modeler Road is haunted especially near the Selsha uh, Bridge it's been said that during the 1800's a woman was buried alive on the bridge for practicing witchcraft or was burned alive on the bridge for practicing witchcraft those brave enough to stand near the bridge at night often hear a woman uh, citing spells from the surrounding uh, foliage. Many have reported feeling a burn sensation all over their body, as they stood too close to the like. They were standing too close to a fire. Some have even said they have found a burn in the shade of a hand in the shape of a hand on their body. The uh, following day when they wake up. So, yeah. Watch out about going to that road, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Still got a couple more, guys. Hope I'm not boring you. Sorry for my papers rattling. Okay, this is the uh, West 7th Street. West 7th Street, I believe. Where is this? Doesn't even tell me. Well, I know it's somewhere in Texas. Legend has it that a woman once tried to cross the train tracks on 7th and was violently uh, decapitated by a passing locomotive. To this day, it's been said that the woman's ghost can be seen beside the tracks at night. A few train conductors have... Discuss seeing her apparition what is strange about their accounts is that when the when they locked at when they locked at the tracks ahead looked at the tracks ahead she would not appear these the decapit, decapitated woman only uh, reveals herself after the train had passed slowly following in its wake hmm pretty pretty weird wouldn't you say i would Our um, next one is the uh <coughs> the uh patterson road the street in houston has gained an interesting reputation Locals report that when driving down this street late at night, you may see a dark figure standing on the road ahead of you. Many claim that if you offer the figure that you uh, many claim if you offer the figure a ride, it will disappear and you can get to your destination without an incident. Wow. But if you do not offer the shadow entity a ride you will see it again and again as you continue to drive so basically they give this motherfucker a ride or he's gonna come haunt you the whole time you're on that road i don't know man i'd be scared about giving ghost rides what if they do something mean i mean you know you never know you never know with these ghosts these days Alright, our next one is the Ranch Road 32. And this one is... uh, I really don't say. It just says the hill country of Texas. This highway, better known as the Devil's Backbone, is quite worthy of its nickname. Native Americans and Spanish monks and Confederate soldiers are said to haunt its scenic road. But if you... Terrified travelers have spoken of spoken of another spirit. Many have said that they have seen an apparition crouching on the hood of a uh, passing car. Oh my God, that would be creepy. A few of them have said that they knew it wasn't some stunt when the car got closer and they saw that the entity on the hood had empty eye sockets. Oh yeah, that would uh that would tell me uh I shouldn't go there. Well that was the devil's backbone. All right, now this one is called The middleham Street. Many native Texans believe that the Middlem Street is haunted by a Confederate soldier from the days of the Civil War. Locals have shared stories and rumors that they have seen a headless apparition wandering northbound down Malem, But perhaps what is the most disturbing about this ghost is that the fact that those who ha- who have witnessed the soldier reported having bizarre dreams for three nights following the incident. So if you see this guy you fucked, you're going to have bad dreams for a while, Ladies. And gentlemen, some have claimed that they uh, dream about walking in a large open field where they come upon the soldier's decapitated head. Nice. That's sweet, I tell you. Ah. All right, guys. That is it for the night for the day (laughs) like i said i wanted to get done with them roads i kind of got burnt out on doing roads so i'm gonna go back to doing my regular stick uh just haunted anything man mix it all together then you shake it all about that's what it's all about all right well i hope i guys hope i didn't scare you too much tonight guys and i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm gonna do something exciting for our uh Two year anniversary, guys. I'm pumped up for it. And I want to say thank you to everybody. Our numbers are growing. We are up to like a hundred Spotify members that has, you know, clicked that they're following us. That's so awesome to me, man. Our numbers are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like I said, I'm getting over now, I was getting over 200 downloads a month. Now I'm getting close to over 300 every month. So, Man, you guys just increased the love. I love it. Excuse me. very. Uh, but you guys, uh, I love it. Thank you guys for listening. I got the YouTube channel caught up. Go check it out. And don't forget now we are on Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher. Uh, we're pretty much anywhere and everywhere. We're on Facebook. Check us out there. We're on Instagram. So, yeah, just come check us out think it'll be a great time man we uh i love doing this and i like i said i'm going to change it up and going back to doing haunted places and stuff like that kind of makes it up again so i'll be doing stuff from around the world and around the way well and then what i might what i might do is um going to see uh which countries uh have the most downloads i'm not going to do the u.s because that's not fair because that's kind of that's where i get a lot of that's where i get the most of my downloads but every other country is growing for me so here's what i'm going to do i'm going to go back and look at my dashboard my uh, stats and see which like top three countries have the top three downloads and i'll go pick some scary stories from them and start doing some you know, stuff on them or something. But that's just my way of saying thank you guys. I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, hey, don't forget now, this has been Stephen Booth, episode 93 from Ghost Stories Told from the South. <laughs> I hope you guys have fun and don't be too scared now. You hear, but we will see you later. Signing off. Goodbye, my little girls and girls. Ooh. Well, I know what you're thinking. Another freaking wrestling podcast. How many can you have? <laughs> but the one thing that makes ours different is what, Jackson? Wrestling 101 with Jackson. That's what makes it different right there because this is a kids wrestling podcast. Not an adult. Adults can listen to it, but we we encourage the kids to jump on board and yep. listen to it more That's what the show's about. Just me and my son. I'm Stephen Booth, the co-host. He is the host, Jackson Booth. And all we do is just uh, talk about wrestling. wrestling, Go over some of the guys like Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, older guys, Macho Man, and then we go over territories. Yep. You know, so belts. Yes, and some of the belts and the champions that came through, and we're just trying to open up the doors to kids to let them know that there was more out there than the wwe yep and there's old school wrestling to look at so that's mine and my son's mission right jackson yep is to turn more people on the wrestling and get them numbers up like they were in the 90s yeah because they were popping yes yeah, so if you guys are interested out there about a, a kid show listening or talking about wrestling you can count on us we will hook you up so because if you're are a people if you're a parent and you watch them, but your kids don't yet and you want a way to chime them in, turn them on to our show, man. We try to keep the shows 30 minutes to maybe 40 because <clears throat> I know it's hard for kids to sit still and listen for 30 minutes. I mean, my son, that's what we have to do, 30 minutes, because after 30 minutes, he starts getting restless over here. So if you're looking for a good show with some kid input, in a kid's view and an adult view of uh, wrestling, that's what makes it different. This show right here is because it's hosted by a kid, not by an adult. And we're not big-time wrestling experts. We've never yep. wrestled. We just love wrestling, and we love talking about it, and we want to make our community bigger. Yep. So if you're re- interested, a kid's point of view of wrestling all that, then come listen to what, Jackson? Wrestling 101 with Jackson, and we have seen wrestlers up close before. Well, yes, we go to live events and stuff and all that, and we do interviews too. So, yep. who knows? We might meet up with each other. But if you want to listen to some good wrestling stuff and some decent opinions we'll and people. the facts, then listen to Wrestling One On One with Jackson. I'm the host; he is the co-host. Jackson Booth. So, check us out. We are on Spotify. We're pretty much uh, on any platform out there, and we're going to start a YouTube channel this year. So, we got a lot of big things going up for us. Yep. So you guys just listen and check us out all right we'll Bye. see you later bam bam